Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast brought to you by Tricress. We are on a mission to make it happen for every ambitious SME on the planet and we're doing that by delivering you fantastic tried and tested business coaching and consulting through our app called Fuel My Business. We're also doing that through a network of talented and highly experienced Tricrest partners who are on the ground business coaches and consultants. But for today, you're going to hear from real life entrepreneurs and business owners who are on all kinds of journeys, the beginning, the middle and the end. We want you to learn from this and know that you are not alone. Enjoy. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. Today I have the lovely Brian McGregor with me. Hello, Brian. How are you? Good morning, Rebecca. I'm very well, thank you. I'm pleased to be here. Good. Now, one of the key reasons for wanting to get you on the podcast, Brian, is because on your business card, you describe yourself as Henry's Papa and in brackets, Brian. And your company is Henry's Coffee Company. So tell me about that, first of all. Well, I'm glad you asked that. That's a nice question to begin. Um, I've worked in the coffee industry for a long time, more than 30 years. Um, And throughout my um, career, I've worked with two fairly um, significant coffee businesses. Um, And throughout my career, I harbored an ambition to have our own family coffee business. Um, But I'd never really felt quite brave enough to be able to take the leap from being employed into the world of being wholly responsible. Um, However, a little over seven years ago now, my uh, grandson Henry was born, our only grandchild um, so far, I should quickly say. And um, when Henry came along, it was really a bit of a game changer. I thought, if I'm ever going to make the move to have our own family business, then now's the time to do it. And um, so we uh, we set out to uh, to create a family coffee business. Um, although I should quickly say that when um, whilst Henry was a catalyst in that determination, I never originally intended that the, the business should be called Henry's Coffee Company. Um, no, I pondered for quite some time, I'd made the decision, and Henry was um, pivotal in that decision. But I, I pondered for a long time as to what we should call our business. Um, and I wanted it to be um, something that would be memorable, um, something that would um, reflect our purpose, um, and that it should be friendly. It might be quirky. Um, and I was conscious of so many other coffee businesses springing up all, all around about us um, with um, uh, you know, things like um, has been artisan roast, all, all fairly um, related but quirky coffee names. And I, I found myself writing things down. Um, but then it occurred to me that the two businesses that I'd worked for, um, Matthew Algy in Glasgow, was named after 
the company's founder, mm -hmm. um, Matthew Algy, and uh, Brodie's Coffee Company in Edinburgh, again, named after the company's founder. Um, I didn't quite want it to be called um, Brian's Coffee Company or McGregor and um, so on. And so I thought, actually, I've never ever come across a business named after a grandchild. Mm -hmm. Whilst you get sons and daughters and so on and so forth, I'd never ever come across that. Now, I'm sure there are a lot of them out there, yeah. but I thought because I hadn't come across it and because Henry had been instrumental, um, I chose to call the business Henry's Coffee Company. Um, and I'm very proud to be Henry's papa. He's the apple of my eye. Oh. We, have, uh, we have great fun. Um, I was with Henry yesterday at his rugby training. Um, he goes to tennis coaching on a Saturday morning and I get to go and watch him there as well. So it's all, um, it's all part of life's rich tapestry for me, um, Henry in particular. And mm -hmm. uh, so with Henry's Coffee Company, I sort of get to combine two passions, my passion for our business and my passion for Henry. Oh, uh, that's lovely. And is your daughter involved in the business? Am I right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I have two daughters. Okay. And, um, Henry's mum uh, isn't involved in the business at all. Um, ah. Hen Henry's mum is a consultant in accident and emergency. Um, ah. And so she has a, a very full-on career for her own part. Yeah. Um, my uh, younger my um, younger daughter um, Jill is active in the business and helps out a great deal, and that's that's a fairly recent uh, addition to our business. Um, and I'm bound to say now, um, as the business grows, I would be um, struggling to cope without Jill's help and influence. So she's Henry's auntie, Jill. Right. <laughs> I love that. So I know for a long time then it was just you, but you've yeah. been able to do a huge amount just being you on your own. How have you managed that? Um, very hard work yeah. uh, is the honest answer. Um, I am, um, you know, I've always had this um, passion for uh, business. Mm. Um, Passion such a, an overused word now, but I, I, I enjoy it a great deal, you know, and um, people um, ask, you know, what motivates you to, um, to your involvement? And it's really just um, a, a sort of deep-seated desire to be successful at what, mm. what I do. Um, and um, it has been very, very hard work. Um, you know, when I talk to, and now I'm a great enthusiast for being the master of my own destiny, you know, and whenever I meet young people, um, I'm inclined to say to them, you know, do it for yourself. Enjoy the freedom that you, you can uh, generate. And, you know, as an employee, as the sales director with Brodie's um, Coffee Company in Edinburgh for almost um, 10 years, and, um, you know, the... It was a full-on role that often involved a lot of traveling um, and would never have permitted me, for example, to take time off to go to Henry's graduation from nursery school, you know? And uh, you know, very small, simple things like that um, make a huge difference so that you can determine for yourself, you'll know this being yeah. a business owner, that um, you, you enjoy a freedom that you wouldn't otherwise enjoy, but it is, very hard work. 
Um, it is. Yeah, I know one of the reasons I'm self-employed and I've been self-employed since 1999 is because, wow. you know, the, the job I used to have, I had a, a young child uh, whilst I was working really hard and they things have changed now, but they considered part time working to be nine to five Monday to Friday. Yeah. And I knew I wanted another child. I thought there's I can't actually cope with two children yeah. and that level of work. And it and interestingly, the organization I work for still doesn't entertain part-time working. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was to get that flexibility. You're absolutely right. So you could decide when you went to the sports day, when you went to the nursery graduation, etc. Yeah. etc. Et yeah. Okay. Nice. I wouldn't um you know, I would never um suggest that it isn't anything than every bit as much hard work as it oh, was yeah. an employee you know um, but the it's a different type of hard work I think you know it, it is and I've always felt Brian that self-employment was um because people say oh you know you don't get the security of the salary but I've always yeah. felt that the security of the salary is a bit of an illusion yeah. because somebody else can switch that off at any time whereas if you're running your business you know when you're running out of money <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's true. You're, you're, you're very you're very aware you yeah know, you are um in control but yeah aware, you know um yeah my and my first role with Matthew Algae was almost 20 years with Matthew Algae right um, and they were a, a wonderful business to work with they were a family-owned business um and um they they were um you know extremely inventive in their approach to coffee in the UK and grew a business in Ireland as well. Um yeah. and um I, I I really enjoyed the their approach to business um that taught me a great deal and of course introduced me to a lot of opportunities for our own part, you know. Mm. But um yeah, here we are. Um almost six and a half years in now, you know, and um, I would like to think um, continuing to grow. I've never felt more positive in actual fact about the future for Henry's Coffee Company, despite, you know, the COVID hiccup that everyone in hospitality has had to endure, you know. Yeah. How, how many customers do you now have? Well, we have over 250 customers now. Wow. Spread all the way across Scotland, you know, as far north as Stone. We're based in Falkirk, uh -huh. right in the heart of Scotland, uh, Central Belt, and um, we go as far north as Stonehaven, out to the west to Oban, um, we go down into the borders, and so we're we're fairly far flung, you know. Mm. Um, but when we started, we had no customers at all. You know, we started without a single customer. You know, and when I talk to people about the opportunity. I reflect on the fact that we began thinking about the business um, in May, I think it was of 2015, I'm never good with years, but, um, and um, so we were preparing to launch our business starting in May, and it took us until September to write our first invoice, you know, it was a long time in happening, you know. And I remember, you know, I was almost tearful on the day that we actually managed to write our first invoice, you know. But now we're we're almost run ragged delivering um, to customers, um, I'm pleased to say. You know. Do you do all the deliveries? I do most of the delivering yeah. myself, yeah. Um, and um, Jill helps with delivering as well. Um, right. 
And so, yes, is the answer to that. Um, and when I meet other business people, they say, wow, that must be an enormous um, drain on you. You know, and I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that you want to spend time working on your business rather than mm. working in your business. And um, I'm always working in our business rather than on our business. However, um, I'm very conscious of that, that I shouldn't yeah. be doing that. I should be working on it rather than in it. I get that. Um, and um, I, I would love to have more time to work on it rather than in it. But the one thing that um, we benefit from in my delivering to our customer is that I have a constant engagement with our customer. If we were relying on a third-party distribution service, then we'd have nothing like the, um, the contact with our customer that, we, um, that I have as a result of delivering ourselves. And so I'm very conscious of that. You know, inevitably, if our business continues to grow, I will not be able to deliver to all our customers, um, you know, with Jill's help. Um, and I'll need to be extremely careful when that day dawns. Mm. Uh, we do not lose the contact that has allowed us to, um, to retain our company. You know, one of the things I'm very proud of is the fact that we've never lost a customer to competition since yeah. we started. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've lost customers, but not through circumstances that um, were within their or our control, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I think we need to be very careful that we don't lose that, um, that point of contact with our customer. Yeah. So I, am I right in thinking then your growth has come from good old-fashioned knocking on doors? Pretty much for yeah. the, you know, for the, the first, at least four and a half years, I'd say that the vast majority of the custom that we enjoy was born of me um, knocking on doors and telling our story and sampling our product and presenting um, presenting our wares, um, as, as, as simple as that. Um, but now, um, I'm pleased to say, um, there's a bit of a momentum and existing customers are generating new customer opportunity. Um, right. You know, a case in point, um, last night I got an email from a prospective customer who had visited one of our customers in Calendar in the Trossachs and enjoyed the coffee, is starting her own enterprise and emailed me as a result of her experience in our customer. Um, and so, and I take great pleasure in that. That, that means that our product's working mm. and it has an appeal to others, you know. And um, yeah, and another customer opportunity that I attended on Friday where um, the existing customer is opening a new venture entirely and um, has invited us to supply the new venture. And so there's a bit of momentum now that um, allows us to grow as a result of existing custom. Yeah. Right. And I'm thinking as well, again, we, we met at a networking event and yeah. you were telling me one of the things that you do is you were able to brand your coffee to suit the outlet. So it looks like their coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, 
you know, we, I think we owe a great deal of our recent success to sort of business education. And I know that your business is about coaching and training and so on and so forth. And I'm a great fan of a, an American business coach. You may have come across them call a chap called Donald Miller, who, um, no, um, not so, not so well known in the UK, mm -hmm. I'm about to say, but, um, he um, taught me a little bit in writing, reading, and um, on um, video link and so on um, about marketing our business, you know, and how to uh, how to um, appeal to more customers. And talked about um, really fundamental to any um, purchasing decision is the fact that you are solving a problem for the purchaser. Um, and so to, to recognize what problem your customer or your prospective customer has, and to know that you have a solution that um, helps in resolving that, solving that problem, um, is um, a very um, successful route to, to marketing your business. Um, I, don't, I don't say it nearly as well as he does but yeah. uh, you know, if you imagine yourself at a dinner party and um you're 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 presented with two folks um and they're both um chefs and they they work in your home you know so they're domestic chefs and uh you you, you say to the first one what do you do well i'm a domestic chef and i cook for people at home you know and then you meet the other one and um what do you do well you know when you come home at the end of the day and you're really exhausted um, and you just want to unwind for a minute or two, but you know that you've got the evening meal to prepare. Well, I'm the guy that prepares that evening meal for you in your own home, you know? And you can instantly understand which of the two, despite the fact that they do exactly the same thing, is more attractive to the, to the, the person considered. You know? And so we learned that lesson. And I think that's a... You know, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in business, that um, recognize the problem that your customer has and present a solution to that problem, you know, so that your, your customer is the hero of the story. It's not you. It's about how you solve their problems, not that you were established in 19-whatever or that you... They don't care, do they? Not really. Um, no. Oh. Well, they may be, they may have an interest, but it's a background interest and it's not relevant to their choosing to buy from you. So back to your question, Rebecca, you know, um, we, we recognize in our customer who are cafes and um, uh, tourist attractions and um, restaurants, um, all selling coffee to the consumer, that they operate in a, an extremely challenging marketplace yeah, um, you know we think our business is fierce, uh, faced with a lot of competition but imagine an independent cafe on a high street where you're utterly surrounded you know by other cafes some of them global enterprises owned by coca-cola trying to sell to that consumer that is core to your to your business and um, fiercely competitive um, and so that's a big problem for our customer. And as a result, we have determined lots of ways that we can help our customer stand out 
in that extremely competitive marketplace. Um, and one of those ways, and one that proves extremely successful for the customer, is that we work with them creatively to develop their own coffee brand. So they have um, a brand that we design for them, mm -hmm. um, and design and creativity is very is a very big part of the offer. Um, and then we pack our coffee blend in their coffee brand. We, we, we don't offer exclusive blending for our customer um, because the scale of doing such a thing is beyond us. Yeah. Um, and apart from anything else, in our own coffee blend, we believe we have one of the best coffee tastes available. It is very nice. You kindly <laughs> gave me a sample. That's very kind of you to say. I have been drinking it because I like to test products. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people that I'm interviewing on the podcast, and it is, it's genuinely, it's very smooth, Brian. Oh, yeah. With a depth of flavour. Yeah, yeah. That is unusual for a smooth coffee. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm so glad that you like it, and thank yeah. you. Whenever I sample our coffee to... Um, to friends, family, prospective customers, then I always say that if you like our coffee, then please tell as many people as possible. But if for any reason you don't like it, just keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of you to share the fact that you like it. Thank you. you know? And I have to say, my husband's really fussy about his coffee. Yeah. And he doesn't always like the blends that I choose for the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. But served in one yesterday yeah we went this is nice now that is high praise indeed <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> say thank you on my account to your husband as well that's great i'm, I'm delighted that it, you enjoy and i should i should never lose sight of the fact that our, our coffee tastes good you know tastes um, great. um but the thing about coffee, and one of the interesting things about coffee is it relies, the, the consumer's experience relies hugely on the, um, the way in which the coffee is brewed and prepared, especially if it's in a cafe where they're using a traditional espresso style machine and where they're relying on an operator, a barista to create the coffee to serve to the customer. You know, you can deliver the freshest, most expensive and beautiful coffee blend to the um, stockroom of the cafe, but it can be ruined if it's not uh, prepared uh, properly. And that's why our industry spends so much time and effort training yeah. operators to serve great taste in coffee. Um, I think, you know, you're going back to that, solving your customers problems and that that's one of the reasons you're so successful yeah we, we train our partners to do that we train our partners to pitch up a new client a new business have have a coffee with them yes and just find out what they need just find out what they need yeah yeah and then give it to them yeah and, yeah. and so many people try and overcomplicate a sales process don't they but it it really is that simple yeah, um, it, it's not easy, you know, you can imagine, you know, it's not unusual for me to cross a threshold in the hope of winning custom and mm -hmm. uh, to be told that I am the fifth coffee guy that's been in to try and persuade them in, in the space of a fortnight, you know, so 
Um, there's, it's by no means, uh, I would say, an easy sell. I don't know that there is such a thing as an easy sell, to be no, honest. No, I don't think so either. Not anymore. There no. might been, um, I started my career um, selling Mars bars, believe it or not. Did uh, you? Yeah, I've, I've been a, a sales guy throughout my, uh, my career, and I was very, very lucky um, to join Mars, the confectionery company, mm. um, to start um, my working life. And um, people used to say, well, selling Mars bars must be very, very easy. <laughs> you know? And I used to think, well, <laughs> not, re not really. Um, you know, there's a huge amount of effort that goes into the success that Mars have created. Um, and uh, the Mars bar is just one of them. But, you know, my role at Mars, the first role I had was as um, what was called a merchandising salesman. So I had a, a company estate car, my first ever car, um, that was full of uh, chocolate that I um, had to buy from the cash and carry wholesaler and then travel around the independent retailers, the CTA, confectioner, tobacco's newsagents, and try and persuade them to stock Mars top 10 count lines. And so, yes, they would invariably have a Mars bar for sale, but they wouldn't necessarily have a Topic or a Twix or a Bounty or Maltesers or Opal Fruits, you know, Things, um, yeah, I'm saying opal fruits, that sort of gives away my age. If yeah, I Starburst. Starburst oh, now. Yeah, listeners. <laughs> You're giving away your age if you know that Starburst. I know there were opal fruits. <laughs> I know so, that. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we were chatting about, you know, building a customer's own coffee brand. And that, that really has been um, a very... Uh, important part of our uh, growth of late and mm. creating and branding for our customer. Yeah. So where will you take the business next? What are the plans, Brian? Well, that's, that's a very good question as well. Um, our business literally closed down, of course, when mm. the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. um, and for several months, I was walking the dog and gardening and you know, wondering um, and thinking, gee, being retired might be good, you know. And then I found myself thinking, am I ever going to be able to get back to the pace that you have to work at when Henry's was in full uh, storm, you know? Um, so um, what happens next? Well, during the pandemic, um, our sales of Henry's coffee to the consumer, to the domestic consumer um, grew quite um, quite dramatically. Mm -hmm. Now, from a very, very low base, I should say 98% of the business that we do um, is to our hospitality customer, to um, business to business. So, coffee's yeah. restaurants, the duck. Um, and um, a very, very small element, much less than um, 3%, um, was business to consumer. Um, and that was from a very um, primitive Shopify account on um, uh, Henry uh, and a very basic website, you know. And so 
it started to grow. And um, we recognise now that there's been a shift in sort of consuming um, coffee at home and coffee at home is becoming increasingly popular as well, trying to replicate the out-of-home experience. So part of our um, work in progress is Henry's Coffee at Home. Um, uh -huh. where we, have, um, we have henryscoffeecompany.com. We are... Um, I should say, a month away from launching henryscoffeeathome.com. Brilliant. To appeal to a consumer marketplace. Um, and so we'll sell things. Our existing consumer business is only one blend in two pack sizes, so two products that the consumer might buy. And we intend to expand that range and to introduce our crockery, for example, our branded crockery, I'm looking down at it here. Um, Very nice, I like it. Um, and so that's work in progress. We do continue to grow in our hospitality marketplace. You know, I mentioned two opportunities that have come to our attention within the past 48 hours, you know. Um, and so just going from here, really, you know, we've been very fortunate to... Um, over the, the piece since we started the business to grow by around 25% in value terms per annum. Um, Very good. The, the, the pandemic prevented that continuing growth for us, but we're back um, really um, stronger than ever now. And I think there is a propensity in the um, marketplace that we operate in now to deal with local family enterprise. If, yeah. if, you can, you know, and um, so we're enjoying a little bit of that um, attitude on the part of our prospective customer as well. Um, I certainly haven't bought any coffee beans from a supermarket for about, well, it'll be coming up for two years, actually. And I purposefully get it from little, either online stores, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, artisan shops. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's encouraging for us, yeah. definitely, you know, and, uh, and you know, we've, we've yet to realise the extent that um, Henry's Coffee at Home can deliver for us, mm -hmm. but it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting opportunity for sure. You know? I shall watch with interest. So, okay. Yeah. Will you leave Henry's Coffee to Henry, do you think? Is he your legacy? <laughs> you know... I would love to think so. I would yeah. absolutely love to think so. And yeah. um, I'd certainly want the business to be retained as a family-owned enterprise for yeah. as long as is possible. Henry's just over seven years of age, right. as you'll appreciate. You know, I don't know if I mentioned to you when we met originally a story that um, I, I said earlier that I, I get to go and watch Henry at his rugby training on a Sunday uh -huh. morning. You know, and um, recently I'd gone. Um, his mum and dad take him to the rugby training and I, I show up and just watch and enjoy. And um, I'd gone in the delivery van um, to the, the, the rugby club. And as we were, as we were walking back, um, having come out of the rugby training, um, Henry spotted the van and he turned to me and he said, so tell me, Papa, how is the business doing? <laughs> He's got his eye on his legacy. Oh, He'll be asking for a set of accounts soon. Oh, you know, I'd, love, I'd love to think so, but um, you know, he's uh, you know, he's uh, 
he has done, I, th I think he's very proud of the fact yeah. that he has a, a coffee business named after him. You know, he, he, he speaks with a certain amount of pride, but um, who knows? Right. You know, definitely right. a family enterprise for as long as we can manage. Yeah. And if your business, this is my last question, Brian, if the business yeah. had a character or a set of personality traits, how would you describe its personality? Yeah, I just want friendly to be the, you know, the biggest word that people use about us, you know, and I deliberately, when I um, I had our business, my business card printed in the first instance, chose not to put my surname on mm. the business card, you know, I, I wrote Henry's Papa Brian, yeah. and that sort of, um, I would like to think, um, gives off our um, our friendly nature, we're not, we're not, um, in any sense, formal, and and I'm delighted to think that all our customers are regarded as as friends, you know, yeah. as, as as good friends, and so yeah, I hope friendly is the one word that um, stands out. You know, it certainly does to me, definitely. It certainly does. That's wonderful. Listen, I wish you all the luck in the world for that growth and expansion. I think that's great. And uh, let, let's watch this space for we Henry. Thanks, Brian. Thank you very much, Rebecca. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. You can find us at tricrest.com and you can find Feel My Business there too. Answer the 12 questions in less than 60 seconds and find out exactly what's happening in your business and then even better, learn how to fix it. Did you know you can access our Tricrest partners through Feel My Business too? Just upgrade your subscription and you can get access to them in a group coaching session once a month or even one-to-one. -one. Enjoy.